0: Coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce.
1: And the more specific you are and the more intentional you are about connecting with that individual, the, literally the riches are in the niches, right? So when you niche mm-hmm. down your avatar to the exact person that it needs to be and you find out where them exact people are and you speak their language, it's incredibly powerful. I mean an example of that would be you would, you would speak totally different to a skateboarding audience than you would a golfing audience. Sure, Absolutely. I mean, it's it's literally not only two different uh, types of uh, communication; it's literally two different languages, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got different you know buzzwords, things like that, hot buttons, all of these things that you want to uh, understand about your audience. I actually talk about it in my book. It's literally understanding your audience better than they you want to know them better than they know themselves, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that's going to give you a target. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, once you framework what that avatar is, now you've got a target to deliver your message. You can go find find out where they're at uh, in a world uh, full of Facebook groups and communities. And I mean, Facebook, they are not slowing down on their communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think recently they, they just started doing uh, over the last year or so commercials specifically on Facebook communities, mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. that this is it, right? And uh, which makes sense because as a marketer, we're, we're trained. We understand that clients and customers will typically buy for the product, right? Initially, the way the product makes them feel. Yep. They will stay because of the community.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Past the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have John Hiley, who is the CEO of Marketing Savage. The conversation that I had today with John, I feel like was part therapy session, part spiritual, part marketing, part business advice really really was enlightening i uh, had a had a great conversation i i realized halfway through that he has a very unique way of communicating and really he what he does is he takes very complicated things and applies a visual cue or some visual context to it that allows you to completely immerse yourself and completely understand whatever it is that he's talking about. So if you have something that you're trying to create an elevator pitch or maybe you're try you've got a complicated process of some sort and you're trying to convey whatever it is that you do or whatever the thing is that that your your product solves. This is an episode that you're going to want to to listen to. We talk a lot about the quote-unquote, it's kind of like, unquote, concept, Uh, and I'm being very specific with that because that is a whole framework that helps describe exactly whatever it is that you're trying to describe, and we we dive into that in this episode, and that took us in a, a lot of different directions, a lot of different concepts that you can apply right now to be able to explain your products your services things that you're you find difficult to explain you're going to be able to use that and so much more from this episode uh john has a great great background in marketing and it really shows even just the way that he communicated today with me on on today's episode so with that i hope you enjoy today's episode of PESS, the secret sauce
1: It was all right, man, because uh, I was actually raised by my grandparents. So uh, if I would have been, let's just say, stuck with my biological mother and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, my, she she had left me at a very early age, and then my my father was in prison the entire time that I grew up as a kid. So thankfully, I lived with my grandparents at an early age, and it was always good. My my uh, parents worked at a company, some of you guys might remember. It went out of business a few years back called Dinner Bell, which is uh, a meat packing company. Okay, and they would always get discounts on steak and you know, I oh, love it, all kinds of things like that. In fact, uh, my friends would always come over to our house to uh eat all of our food. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
0: we'll awesome. that's awesome,
1: that's yeah. awesome. So, so, uh, did you were you exposed to
0: entrepreneurialism, you know, early on, or where do you think you you? You know, picked up that drive.
1: Yeah, so my uh, grandfather owned a car dealership called Hailey 's Auto Sales, and that's my last name. So and I still remember his slogan. Uh, it was, we are highly recommended. And, <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I actually uh, started in my entrepreneur journey really with him. I mean uh, early on, I just didn't really like school. So I got into a program called – I think it was called OWE or OWA or something to that nature, but it was a program that you could actually go to school and you could work. So I would spend uh, half a day at school, and then I would spend half a day working for him at his car dealership, really small car dealership. So uh, it wasn't like what you would think is like a big Ford dealership or something like that, but it was a small used car dealership uh, where he sold about 350 cars a year. Okay. And that was all community driven. So everybody knew who he was in that community. So ultimately, I would, I believe that like his, his, just his networking in general yeah. like, it was quite incredible. And he, he just had that vibe, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody liked him. And he was one of them guys that could even, uh, he, he would tell the uh, like dirty jokes to people, and <laughs> here he was one of these guys that could tell a dirty joke. Like if I told one, I would come off looking like a total, yeah. uh, you know, d bag, right? But he was one of them guys that could tell it. I mean, he could tell a dirty joke to a nun, and she would laugh about it. Wow, uh, it, it was incredible. You you ever met a guy like that? Like an old yeah, guy absolutely. Tell dirty jokes, yeah, and and get away with it. Like he was literally, he had such a such a, a you know a good vibe or such a good intention. It was the craziest thing growing up. I mean, we literally uh inside of his garage, I would see the town millionaire come in and then mm-hmm. I would see the bum, uh the, the town bum, right? Yeah, all yep. in the same evening. Yeah. So it was like, you know, nobody was he would not exempt anybody, he would take anybody in. And uh it was an interesting dynamic to grow up in.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And and obviously that was shaped and molded, you know, the way that you think about things today do you, do you feel like you have some of that same charisma same that some of that same personality maybe not with the dirty jokes but being able to you know talk to anybody or being you know accepting of of people
1: yeah yeah i'm definitely not a dirty joke teller but i've always been, <laughs> <laughs> I, i've literally always been an individual who can it does i do accept everybody and that's paid off because you know years ago we would be in Different organizations, and we would be. I would literally, the, the lowest guy on the totem pole, I would go out of my way to shake their hand, to talk to them for a little while. And mm-hmm. what had happened is, like later on down the road, that guy who was the lowest guy on the totem pole, you found out that he was the nephew from the highest guy on the totem pole, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there were so many scenarios like that that really just worked out in my favor. But I really never did that to uh, get anything. Uh, it just it just naturally happened that way. And even sometimes the low guy on the totem pole will end up being the you know the big guy, the guy that you got to deal with at some point. Yeah. And it just, it really paid off by taking the time to like shake their hand, talk to them, make everybody feel important. I mean, I was, I was taught that you should make everybody feel important because ultimately everybody to themselves, they are the most important person. Yeah, so absolutely. You can make people feel important and you're, you're just going to have a lot of people that like you. And the more people that you have that like you, the better odds that you're going to be, become a likable figure, not only in your community and in your industry, you know, in all of these places, I mean there's a place for polarity, I think in some industries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh I mean when it just comes to good old you know hometown business, I mean you just ought to go out of your way to just just make people feel good. that's ultimately the reason why they like you to begin with is the way that you make them feel
0: yeah absolutely it, Talk. i mean it sounds like you have a very I guess, abundant type mindset, right? You, 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 uh, you know, you believe in, you know, there's always good things that are going to, to, you know, come from, you know, your efforts and everyone's, you know, everyone's, you know, sort of participating to, to better humanity. Talk a little bit about, you know, some things that you've realized, you know, in your own life, your own, you know, upbringings, creating your own business that, having that type of mindset or having that type of approach, you know, really helped impact and and sort of solidify, you know, your, your success.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that kind of come to mind as you, you ask me that question is the law of increase and uh, the law of increase is something that I believed in for a long time, meaning that anything that you bring into this earth, you should be trying to deliver some sort of increase to everybody who you make a transaction with, right? Because ultimately in business, we're going to be making transactions with a bunch of different people, right? Yeah, sure. And there's going to be literally, are you offering them increase? Or are you taking away? Are you decreasing from their life? Because people are going to always move towards increase. So if you stay in a state of increase and in a state of abundance and you spend time thinking meditating and like I don't even care if you're selling a piece of candy to a little kid from a, you 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 know you should f- uh, put a sense of increase in that transaction mm-hmm. knowing that that they you are increasing that individual's life in that transaction you are essentially you are you you receive the increase because you receive the money they mm-hmm. receive the increase because they receive the product or service Um, There's so many people that feel like they're taking. And in that exchange, I mean, if you are taking from the world, you are literally delivering decrease. Mm -hmm. And as a marketer, I own a company called Marketing Savage. And as a marketer, I understand that there's only two, really two human motivations when it comes to purchasing anything at the core. And that is either they're trying to get away from decrease, Mm -hmm. meaning, uh, I'll I'll go over that here in a second, or or they're moving towards increase, right? So, for example, if you frame a funnel right, and you're trying to sell some sort of uh, exercise workout program, or maybe even a supplement that is you're going to lose weight, mm-hmm. uh, you if you were trying to get the, the clients move away from decrease, you would say something like, you know, you ever feel so uh, overweight that you just can't play with your kids anymore, and mm-hmm. you know, there's all of these negative things attached to being overweight. So you focus on the negative things, right? Mm -hmm. And if you focus on the increase, the increase would be like, you know, could you imagine taking off your shirt at the beach and – feeling confident again. And, and all of these things are walking into a room, knowing that, you know, nobody's looking at you because you're overweight. Like these things are like moving into the increase, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everything that I look at inside a business, no matter whether I'm, if I'm frameworking the marketing, or if I'm selling something myself, I'm always wanting wanting to either move that client away from decrease, which is towards increase, Mm -hmm. or I want to move them towards increase. I talk Mm -hmm. about something a lot with my personal coaching clients and uh, that's a money meditation. And uh, I, as far as I know, uh, written in my book, I wrote about this. And nobody that I know, even meditation experts, had never really considered doing this. Right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that uh, I came up on my own while I was doing uh, years ago. I started a H- Hal Elrod program, okay, which was the Miracle Morning. Yep. And later on, it shifted into all these things, kind of like my own cocktail, my own morning sure. uh, routine, right? I just added this, took away that, and just put together something for myself. And I later wrote, wrote about this in my book, but one of the things I talked about was the money meditation. And the money meditation is simply a meditation of abundance, meaning that you sit there with your eyes closed, and you literally breathe in. And as you breathe in, you imagine money, and this could be diamonds, jewels, uh, actual money. You imagine it floating over your head, and as you breathe out, you imagine around, settling around you. So you're breathing in and you're breathing out. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, if you do this for 10 minutes a day, it will change your life. You will find that money just falls from everywhere. And one of the reasons why, so this is actually scientific. It's not woo-woo at all. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why and why this is very scientific is what you're doing is you're tying your thought and walking in abundance with the one thing that you do inside of your subconscious, and that's breathing. So breathing is always taken over by your subconscious. Most of the time, we don't even know that we're doing it. We're not thinking about it. It's literally just woven into our subconscious. So what happens is throughout the day, you are subconsciously emitting money coming over and money surrounding you. So what happens is inside of your brain, we get something called the reticular activation system. The reticular activation system acts as a Google filter. Mm -hmm. meaning that any core belief or anything that's inside of our subconscious it's always going to try to find it and line up with it right Mm -hmm. so what happens is you actually open up your reticular activation system to find opportunities for abundance to make money Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's literally putting your subconscious on a a scavenger hunt where all day long you're looking for opportunity i
0: love that i love that yeah and and you know, it's it's amazing when you start focusing in on certain things how they how they do just show up. You know, in your in your life, right? I mean, they of they I, I can I can I actually just talked about this. I think maybe the last uh, the last podcast too, where. You know, if you have something that you're struggling with, you know, a lot of people struggle with, you know, how they, what they're going to name their business or some type of creative or whatever it might be, you know, just, just, you know, start thinking about it and kind of put it in the back of your mind and eventually something's going to, you know, strike you that is like, oh, that's, there it is, that's the answer, whatever, you know, whatever that might be that you're, you're, you know, struggling over, you know, you, you start thinking about that and focus, focusing on it. And, uh, you know, eventually something strikes you and, and, you know, it appears, but I love, I love being, you know, I love the, the, uh, the process of immersing yourself, you know, intentionally, you know, in that thought process to, to, you know, create that type of outcome in, in your life. Do you have any type of, I guess, frameworks or, or, structures that you use to, you know, kind of focus your mind on that activity? Because I know myself included, uh, you know, I have a hard time, you know, pushing everything else out, you know, getting into a meditative state, you know, being that focused on that one thing. Is there something that you found that works well for you to to kind of get into that that type of
1: state? Yeah, so I actually spend the first hour of my day really just uh, on myself. Mm-hmm. And, that's part of my first hour of my day every day. I wake up at three thirty three a.m. Mm-hmm. every day. I don't want to say every day because there's been some times that I've slipped up and there's been yeah. some periods of time where you know I've came off track. But I can tell you that I do it a lot and I'm doing it now, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, but it's super powerful because I try to get everything done in my entire day by nine a.m okay so i want if if i decided to do anything that i want after 9 a.m if i want to you know peruse around town if i want to go somewhere with my wife if i want to go hang out with my son for the day i am good after 9 a.m that's what i try to do each and every day now when it comes to getting in the habit of meditating here's what you got to remember it's going to be hard at first over time you begin developing what's called uh what what i believe is uh, is focus right Mm -hmm. so one of the things that we lack as human beings is the ability to focus. Do you remember how old are you? I am how old am I? Forty five, forty four, something yeah, like okay. that. Okay, so you remember these days? I'm forty one. Okay, so you remember the days when you used to have to call? I think it was four one one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number that you had to call to, uh-huh. to get another number. So yep. uh, back then we didn't have you know smartphones or you know our internet was super slow, so you didn't even think about using that. Yep, exactly. So you would literally call four one one to get them to give you a number. It was a phone number lookup system that we had mm-hmm. back then. And I don't, I can't even tell you, I mean, and it costs a dollar every time. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It was like 99 cents or something. And back then, I mean, you think about it, a dollar back then was probably $5 now. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you're, we're literally calling and how many times have you forgot, or you didn't write it down, or you thought you would remember it and you forgot and you had to call back and spend another dollar. Yeah. And it's literally how much we lack focus that we can't even focus on, uh, God, what are we talking about, four, five, six, uh, seven, seven digits, right? Yeah. Or a very uh, small period of time from hanging up the phone and then recalling and calling back, right? Yep. And so anyhow, that's what we lack as human beings. We lack the ability to focus. And meditation is like the training of that muscle. It trains you to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. So when you first start just like working out your muscles are very weak meaning that as you're doing these breathing exercises your mind's going to be going from place to place going to be buzzing around it's going to be thinking about you know emails uh, who commented on your facebook post all of these things right are mm-hmm. going to be buzzing around inside of your mind and that's why i recommend doing it in the morning very early before you even get involved with the day to day don't open up an email don't open up your facebook don't open up your instagram spend time with you first you know jump on something motivational do some meditation meditation. Meditation, do some things early in the morning with yourself before you start moving on to these chaotic things that cause our mind to really bounce from thing to thing to thing to thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then as you meditate, you got to think of it as like a little kid, right? So you got this little kid inside of your mind that wants to run off. Okay. You ever have a, you ever see, or you, one of your kids are just a wild little kid. You sit them down somewhere and then they just take off and they run. Sure, off. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Well, your mind is a lot like that little kid. So you're going to spend some time chasing, chasing the kid down and putting them right back where they're at. Right. Mm-hmm. But you got to continuously do that over and over and over again. And I promise if you continue to do that, you'll start gaining progress. And then one day you won't even realize it. you'll go into like a deep meditative state and, that, my friends, will actually slow down time. So what happens is because you're training your your fo- focus muscle throughout the day, you're going to feel like you have all of this time that you never had before. And really, the time is is finite, right? I mean it's, it's the one thing that makes life valuable is that yeah. time is finite. And literally, the quality of time that we spend, if your mind is just bouncing from thing to thing to thing. Hey,
0: it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've been involved in the multifamily real estate realm for a while. It's something that I truly, truly enjoy, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling it the MultiWiser Deal Room. It's a community of individuals just like you who want to get wise about multifamily real estate investing, developing, and even owning and managing your own complexes. You'll be able to network with people from all sections of the industry, from investors looking for deals, project managers looking for investors, real estate brokers, property management agencies, contractors, remodeling experts, finance growers, you name it, we're going to have it in the network. I've been at this for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one of these projects happen, and the MultiWiser Deal Room is my attempt to shorten your learning curve and get you plugged into leading experts fast who can help you close your own deals. We start off with a video glossary of over 150 commonly used terms to increase your understanding and help you get moving. Also included in the community are training videos to help you be successful, like how to put together a pitch deck, build a team, and so much more. We're going to have live interactive Zoom calls where you can ask your questions and learn from people who are actually out there in the industry doing it. For more information, go to multiwiser.com.
1: Life is going to be moving fast, although it could be moving a lot slower and, and a lot more controlled and a lot more calculated. If you worked out that muscle, that meditation muscle, that kept your mind focused on one thing at a time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it has it has a lot of benefits to it. But the reason why your mind is kind of running off everywhere is just that you really haven't trained it yet inside of that focus gym that you got to go to each and every day to begin building that muscle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I've noticed how you communicate and and the way that you you frame you know your thoughts in an actual activity that you can, you know, physically see, like you said, like your, your, your mind is like the kid that's running around all over the place. And, you know, then I, I visualize, yeah, you know, I, I see that all the time, or I can remember, you know, little, little kids that I've been around that, you know, do the exact same thing. So you kind of put yourself in, in that, you know, in that, that setting, have you found that that has been, you know, an effective way to be able to communicate concepts to people to be able to, you know, sort of frame their mind to, to, you know, again, get them to sort of, understand something. And, and I guess the next time when they go and bring it up, they can, you know, visualize that little kid, you know, when I sit down to try right. to try to, you know, structure myself and, and, you know, focus, you know, I, I can picture myself, oh, I, I'm fighting the little kid that's running around right now. Right. You know, so, so have you, have you found over the years that that's a, uh, you know, effective form to, of communicating
1: with people? Well, absolutely. And I mean, as a marketer and as an individual who speaks on stage, like I understand that when I speak over somebody's head, and I'm not saying that I'm smarter than anybody Mm -hmm. by any means, but if I'm talking about a subject that you have no idea about, then we're going to use something called it's kind of like. So Mm -hmm. that's the segue. For instance, if I talked about a Facebook pixel, I literally just lost 50% of the audience right there by saying Facebook pixel. Half the audience will be like, well, I'm kind of familiar with it. The other half of the audience, they have no idea what it is at all. So I would say something like a Facebook pixel installed on your website is kind of like having a virtual salesman that when people come through the front door of your website and they check it out, if they don't buy anything, this virtual salesman will, are going to chase them around and try to get mm-hmm. them to come back and buy something again,
0: mm-hmm. yep.
1: right? Yep. So that's me breaking down what a Facebook pixel is with something that we call as marketers. It's kind of like yeah and so you always try to find a story that um works and and you can paint a a visual a vision right for the individual that they can connect with so that's that's ultimately the the art of storytelling and mm-hmm. uh also just being able to recognize when you're speaking a lot of us speak industry jargon sure you know, and uh you got to be able to recognize when you are doing that. Because when you are speaking industry jargon, you're saying something that only people would know about in your certain industry, or you are talking over everybody's head. And once you lose somebody, it's really hard to snag them up and bring them back into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, A great example of that would be, uh, gosh, they said like Mitt Romney and Donald Trump when they were running, not to go political, I'm not even going political, but they were running in the primaries. And I think Mitt Romney was speaking at like a uh, – they say at uh, – Eleventh grade level, okay. and I think it was like eleventh grade high school level, and Donald Trump was speaking at a fourth grade level. Yeah, and that was brilliant on Donald Trump's behalf because he never spoke over anybody's head. Yeah, and yeah. which kept him connected with everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the moment Mitt Romney said something that just you know you you forgot or you didn't know or all of these things, you would literally disconnect from his entire conversation. You would forget everything else that he said. Mm-hmm. because you didn't understand one of the key components segueing into you know the next sentence and the next right yeah so that's some of the things that some of the things that i learned just being a marketer and a communicator in general and also a teacher i mean i mentor over 250 individuals we have coaching calls every week and mm-hmm. i've got to be able to articulate things to them in ways that all of them will be able to understand it and you know it's because it's my job to to help them
0: yeah no i love that i love that and i i i've never again never really Thought of it that way, but yeah that makes that makes perfect perfect sense, I so like the you know it's kinda it's kind of like you know start to that to be able to get yourself again started down that path to be able to you know think of a different different way to be able to 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 phrase it. Do you have any other tips, communication tips, whether that be speaking public speaking or just being able to to phrase or or explain complicated things more
1: easily? yeah ideally, what you want to do is it really starts with your client avatar and, and understanding your audience too because i 've got multiple client avatars now i mean yeah, i've yeah. kind of got like the upper rung of them you know, and i 've got the lower and everything in between so you 've got to understand number one like what the, who the audience is right yeah you know for example, I was on on the phone call the other day with uh, Pete Vargas, who is probably one of the lead people in. America for getting people on stage and connecting people on, on audiences all over the world. The, actually, yeah, he he is all over the world. I mean, he was on Grant Cardone's stage four four times. Okay, and he hit me. He hit me with uh, uh, something that stumped me. He said, uh, "You know, he was just recently at. A, they got a hundred million dollar mastermind, and uh, them guys pay a hundred thousand dollars each to be a member of this mastermind." and he said well what kind of a lead magnet would you give to them and what a lead magnet is a lead magnet is something that speakers or when you're on podcast you literally drop a URL or you say you know head on over to my website mm-hmm. and pick up this free you know download that will help you you know whatever learn how to build a house or wh- whatever mm-hmm. that is right mm-hmm. and people will go to the dot com and he asked me he said well what would you drop at this one and literally the guy's net worth at the at this place was anywhere from you know, usually their companies are anywhere from eight to near a hundred million dollars each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you drop on stage to them individuals, right? Compared to a stage of folks that are paying $199 a ticket. Sure. So there's that, there's that big, you know, chasm there, but you you gotta understand who it is that you're delivering your message to. Mm-hmm. And you got to be intentional on speaking directly to them. So once you create a client avatar, meaning that uh, that is a description of the client, that is who they are, how much money they make, how many kids they have, that's what podcast do they listen to, you know, all of these things. You want to be very descript because you want to speak to your audience as if you're speaking to one person, mm-hmm. Okay. Because you technically are only communicating to one person at a time individually, right? We may be sitting on platforms where we're communicating to a lot of people, but they are receiving it individually. Yeah. Yeah. So, because of that, you got to have a clear picture painted who you're talking to. What are you giving them? What type of messages are you delivering them? How are you changing their life? Where are you taking them? You know, there's, you can go deeper and deeper into like what's the common enemy, you know, all of these things, right? You can actually uh, break down about your avatar. In fact, actually, I got a new business venture and a new book that I'm writing. And just this morning, I broke down a an entire client avatar for exactly who the book is for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm out talking about it and speaking about it and when it's ready, when it's ready to drop and all these things, like I want to connect with that individual. Yeah, yeah. And the more specific you are and the more intentional you are about connecting with that individual – Literally, the riches are in the niches, right? So when you niche mm-hmm. down your avatar to the exact person that it needs to be, and you find out where them exact people are, and you speak their language, it's incredibly powerful. I mean an example of that would be you would you would speak totally different to a skateboarding audience than you would a golfing audience. Sure. Absolutely. I mean it's, it's literally not only two different uh, types of uh, communication. It's literally two different languages really. Mm-hmm. I mean they got different you know, buzzwords, things like that, hot buttons, all of these things that you want to uh, understand about your audience. I actually talk about it in my book. It's literally understanding your audience better than they – you want to know them better than they know themselves. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to give you a target. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, once you framework what that avatar is, now you've got a target to deliver your message. You can go find, find out where they're at uh, in a world uh, full of Facebook groups and communities. And I mean, Facebook, they are not slowing down on their communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think recently they, they just started doing uh, over the last year or so commercials specifically on Facebook communities,
0: mm-hmm.
1: meaning mm-hmm. that this is it, right? And uh, which makes sense because as a marketer, we're, we're trained. We understand that clients and customers will typically buy for the product, right? Initially, the way the product makes them feel. Yep. They will stay because of the community. Yeah, that
0: makes perfect right? sense.
1: I mean, yeah. it's even an example, you see it even in, you know, Harley Davidson's and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. They Get are the there with, yeah. for the community. It, it, I mean, they can make friends. If you pull up a yeah. Harley Davidson, you see another guy in a Harley Davidson, you, you immediately got common ground.
0: Yeah. No, makes, makes perfect and, sense. Um, yeah. You, you, uh, you touched on something. I'm I'm curious, go a little bit deeper into it, right? So you mentioned the the hundred million dollar mastermind and it, you know, it doesn't really matter what, what the price tag is. Uh, but you know after you after you establish your avatar your your you know your your perfect customer what would be the next step that you, like in in the the example that you gave, you know, what would be the lead magnet that, that you would drop in front of that, that person that is a hundred million dollars. So again, it doesn't really matter, you know, what the price tag is, but if you were, if you were looking to explore, like what, what is the, you know, the, the right lead magnets, you know, for this. And again, obviously there's a bunch of different things that you can, can explore and try to find out, find the answer
1: the money but, part does matter because okay. uh, individuals who have different net worth have different set of problems period i mean i see it in all of my business groups literally the business groups that are at the lowest level they have certain problems that are more tactical mm-hmm. they're more knowledge based they need to know some sort of knowledge to get to where from where they are to where they need to be right the second level, mid-levels, are usually accountability-based, right? So they've got some sort of knowledge. They've got a pretty good product or service. Uh, but they need held accountable, and they need kind of like held to the fire, right? Mm-hmm. The highest levels are actually uh, individuals who want to pay to have it done mm-hmm. and they want to, they, they are into trading money for time. Right. So mid-level would be first level and mid-level would be like literally trading time for money. Mm-hmm. They're in there trading, t- trading time for money, the higher level, the highest levels, which are my people that are like, you know, 50,000 a year to a hundred thousand dollars a year. They are trading money for time. They just want to buy their time over and over again. Right. So there's a different set of problems at every single level if I was to pitch to the $100 million audience and it was something because they're paying about $100,000 a year each, or they are paying $100,000 a year each to be a part of that mastermind, it would have to be two things right now. Okay. So, what's hot right now is biogenetics, meaning peptides, things like that, that mm-hmm. are going to enhance your performance and, and make you healthier ultimately. Like yeah. Nowadays, like, here's what we're finding you can buy your health at a certain level. Yeah. And they're finding, they're figuring this out. Like I got a friend right now that literally went to the the same mastermind, real good friend of mine. And he is on this $30,000 program. It's like 30,000 bucks for the first couple months. And I mean, they detected crazy amounts of stuff in his system, everything from black mold. So he's got some sort of spray as he sprays up his nose, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that'll detoxify the black mold that's been in his body for who knows how long all the way down to different peptides and things like that that are for different to regenerate your cells and make you more healthy and make you heal from injuries quicker and all of these things. Right. And I I think he told me he sent out a hair test over to like Sweden. He sent a Mm -hmm. piece of hair to Sweden. Mm -hmm. They sent a stool sample, they took stool samples. They took like 17 bloods of vial. uh, And then they took blood uh, vials of blood from his fingertips all of these things, right, are huge in the higher up echelon of uh, these groups, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The second thing is business investments. If you can ever put yourself on the front end of any kind of investment opportunity that allows people to make passive income at a higher income level without doing the work, and you can pitch it in such a way where it's secure and they're betting on. A lot of times they're betting on the jockey, so if they don't know you really well, you really got to have mm-hmm. a good structured presentation. It's mm-hmm. one of the things that, that I've done for a lot of companies. I've designed their entire pitch so that way, when they are pitching an investment opportunity in front of people that have a lot of money, they feel comfortable with spending the money on that investment.
0: Yeah, 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 makes perfect sense. And I'm glad that you you brought that back because you're absolutely right. It does, you know, th- there are different needs to to different different people.
1: It's a different set of problems. Is really yeah. What it is. It's all that it comes down to. Yeah. You know, and and the key thing that people got to remember is that like. You know, you know, the reason I, I'm, I'm at the point where I try to buy buy time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't value money near as much as I value time. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that I know money is always going to come back, right? So I built businesses, I've built, you know, all of these different companies and all this stuff from scratch. Money just continuous, continuously comes back to me. Mm-hmm. Time doesn't. Time has yes. gone, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, that stuff doesn't come back, right? So, you know, at a certain point in business, when you build up and you create scalable companies and all that stuff and you grow your enterprise and all these things, right? You will start to value time more than money. You, you just understand that it's just more valuable. Mm-hmm. Money is just there to purchase labor and to to expand your message, right? It makes you a, a bigger, better version of who you are It expand you, right? Mm-hmm. The time is what actually is, is where the value is at.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I couldn't couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh talk a little bit about your book. You know, who who is that written for? Who's the avatar? You know, what are the the concepts things that are covered in it?
1: Yeah, so I wrote a book called The Marketing Savage. And ultimately, you know, the avatar is an individual in business who wants to learn how to market their business, but they really kind of understand like they've tried everything nothing really works and my book is all about your energy shifting your energy at least 70 percent of the book literally is that's why I wrote on the book it's a marketing book like you've never read before mm-hmm. because ultimately it's about falling into the becoming the best individual that you possibly can be showing up as the best you can be in the world and delivering that inside of your marketing message so there's a lot of things in my book that are much different than traditional marketing. You know Ultimately, I talk about you know how to amplify your message, how to connect with people, how to make great alignments with individuals that can amplify your message. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about something called the the Dream One hundred, where you mm-hmm. focus on one hundred of your dream clients and you spend you know all of your time focusing on them, and I even simplify it down to a dream fifteen or a dream twenty where ultimately you follow the individuals on social media and you can only follow about 15 to 20 people on Facebook or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So it gives you the ability to dial in and follow just the people that that can expand your message, that can make it bigger and better. And ultimately you want to get dialed in on connecting with them. Ultimately it takes anywhere from eight to Like I think it's like eight to 20 exposures to an individual before they start looking back at you, before they start seeing your inner circle, right? So how this works, you actually go on social media and you follow the individuals that can expand your message. And I don't even care if you are in a little farm town. There's an individual inside of that town. There's a bunch of them that can expand your message. I know because Mm -hmm. I started my business. I live in Dallas, Texas now, but I started my business in a little farm town Mm -hmm. called Fletcher, Ohio. And we had a local butcher, we had a local barber shop, we had a local grocery store, we had a funeral, the, the funeral home guy, right? Yep, yep. Like, that was it. So I found out where all of them guys were. I shopped at all of their places. I never went to the funeral, but he, he, was, a, he, he, had a, he was the party guy, believe it or not. He had a, a party spot out in the middle of the country. So I used to go out to his parties mm-hmm. and I would mingle around with everybody in that community. And next thing you know, I was the go-to individual in that little tiny community. Mm -hmm. It's the same on social media now. You got to look at the people that are in your community, the ones that can really expand your message, and follow them, comment on their stuff, talk on it, get to know them, reach out. Don't be salesy, just get to know them, build relationships. Sales comes Mm -hmm. with relationships. Mm -hmm. So I talk a lot about how to do that, about how to distinguish who your ideal clients are, who can expand your message. You know, if an individual has a platform and they can, and they got people that could purchase off of you, people that could stand to use your products and services, then you want to focus on the individuals that got platforms. You know, a quick example of that is uh, we had an old, I learned this from an old man, old man, Wynet was his name. And he owned a chocolate company and now it's a franchise actually. Uh, and uh, he would go into each and every day. My wife used to work at the newspaper. He would walk in there each and every day and personally buy a newspaper. And, I mean, he could have went to any gas station in town. He could have had the newspaper delivered to his front door, but he chose to each and every day to walk into the local newspaper place, and that's back when newspapers are actually you know thriving and doing yeah, well. Yeah. And he would buy his newspaper from the person at the front counter, and the reason why is this is because they've seen him every day. Mm-hmm. And just by association, you can think about how many reporters walk by. Mm-hmm. Think about how many management walk by. Think about just getting to know the person at the front counter, and they saying, oh, Mr. Winant came in today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So your name, you are in their environment. You are in their circle. He was in the newspaper all of the time, and I'm not talking about paid deals. He was in there with just written articles all of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because he was near them. So just by association, today we can do that digitally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I talk a lot about that. I talk a lot about how to expand your – become the best version of you how to get in the right state of energy, how to walk in abundance, all the things we talked about here, how to do my, what's called spiritual surrender, which is now my morning ritual. And, and also how to market to the individuals, how to do it in like a organic, very powerful way that just, it works.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, I can't, I'm going to definitely check this book out, but what I wanted to say in closing here, it's, I, I I love, you know, we, we started off with your upbringing and, you know you telling the stories about you know your grandfather and the the car dealership and how you know how you kind of you know learned by watching there and it seems like that has just sort of evolved throughout your life and you know comes back full circle you know you tell the the story you know what the the book is about and it it it's a lot of the uh the basis behind what you learned early on at the car dealership so Really, really cool. Really inspiring that, uh, you know, those, those days inspired you so much to be able to continue it on throughout your life. So really, really cool. I love, I love the message. I love the, you know, the, the, the thought process and the energy behind everything that you're doing too. So, you know, kudos to you. This is, this is really, really cool. So I appreciate the, uh, the time, John. And, uh, if, if people want to learn more about you, your services, the books, what would be the best way to reach out and get in touch?
1: Yeah, Matt, they can head on over to marketing savage.com or they can simply head on over to Facebook and I've got a group called marketing savage and they can become a part of that group and uh, begin receiving free content right away.
0: Love it. I love it, John. Fantastic. And uh, keep up the energy. I love the, like I said, love everything you're doing. So really, really cool. All right, Matt, I
1: appreciate it, my friend. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. And remember... Pass the secret sauce.